0: Thank you so much for joining us today for Digging Deep, an oka 811 podcast. My name is M.G. Govia, I'm the Education and Outreach Liaison of OKA11, and today's podcast is really, really cool. Um, being in damage prevention um, over the last 10 years with me at oka 811, I've encountered a lot of people um, throughout the nation that damage prevention are a passion. Um, say public awareness is our drive. And one of those people that I look up to a lot, a mentor of mine is Tracy Bryant and Tracy is with CenterPoint, and uh, center point no longer has any assets in Oklahoma yet. Our friendship and our mentorship is still there. And so I want to talk to you guys, our listeners about common ground Alliance about Partnerships and damage prevention—all these cool stuff that's coming up. So hang tight. Let's learn some stuff together. It's going to be a fun conversation. So, Tracy, we get to hang out. We finally get to do a podcast that we've been trying to do for like a year now. Are yes, you excited? Angie,
1: thank you. Yes. Thank you so much for having me on. Um, your listeners are in for a treat every time they dial into Digging Deep, and um, I've just really enjoyed your podcast. So um, thanks for the time today. I look forward to the conversation and uh, all the things we can uh, fit in
0: here. Awesome. Well, Tracy, let's give people a little bit of background, let them know who we are. Um, hopefully they've listed at least one of their podcasts and know a, a little bit about myself. So let's focus on you. Uh, Tracy, can you tell us where you came from? How do I know you? And why, do you, why did I call you up to be on the podcast?
1: <laughs> well, um, you know, I've got just over 20 years experience in the utility space. Uh, most of that has been in damage prevention and public awareness combined. So, uh, CenterPoint Energy, um, used to have some assets in Oklahoma. Absolutely enjoyed working with the Oki team and just getting to know all of the programs and outreach efforts and really just the call center culture there as a whole. Uh, very impressive. So, um, while uh, I hated to see us no longer have that asset type membership relationship, I have enjoyed um, the continued um, partnerships that we've been able to do, and some of that is on a national level. So when I run into your team, whether it's at CGA or one of our other initiatives, I just always look forward to that.
0: Yeah, definitely. And there's other opportunities for us to run into each other. Obviously, um, CenterPoint has assets in surrounding states around Oklahoma, and I try to venture out to see what other states are doing with their damage prevention efforts. So uh, we get to luckily run into each other quite a bit. Uh, you mentioned CGA, which is Common Ground Alliance for our listeners who aren't hip to the acronym. CGA is just this national um platform that brings all one calls and anybody in the damage prevention industry together, all the stakeholders. And so um, one role that you have with CGA is being part of the Education Committee. Um, and could you tell us a little bit about your role uh, at the Education Committee?
1: Yeah, and you know, Common Ground Alliance really is a place that I have found, um, kind of like my hub, my home for all things that I've learned in the industry. Um, just recently recognized with a Hall of Fame award, which yeah. came out of nowhere. I was completely shocked by that one. Um, but, you know, starting out in CGA as a member, right, attending some committee meetings, um, I really learned how to uh, take notes. <laughs> Maybe right. that's where I started doing that, right? Um, I was taking the minutes. Um, then I helped on a couple projects here and there. Um, And then really, most recent, I've been able to lead the Education and Marketing Committee. And that committee work is something I find a lot of pride in, right? Mm -hmm. I feel like we get a lot done. There's deliverables that make an impact for the entire industry. And as a co-chair, I'm really just harnessing all the talent and the volunteer hours that are put into there Mm -hmm. and trying to, um, you know, keep us focused in the right direction and um, capitalize on all of the folks that show up to those meetings and are willing to put in the work to make those things happen.
0: Awesome. Um, I'm excited about some of the newest releases from that committee. Um, I just recently watched the video that was released uh, for the excavators um, helping, uh, it's a national thing. Um, Unfortunately, there's um, some waste in the system um maybe escalators are calling and locate requests that aren't necessarily needed for work that's going to be done during the life of the ticket they're, they're just planning ahead the what if tickets or i might yeah. need to come back tickets um, and so the uh, committee put together a good video to kind of let contractors and escalators know how that impacts the system and i thought that was really really well done um it's available now where i can get it out to everybody right
1: It is. So, um, common ground Alliance backslash excavate. And then if you search the YouTube channel, it's on CGA's website, um, a product we're really proud to launch and very new, like you mentioned, um, kind of the history of that touches on exactly what you covered there, MG with the extra noise and the excessive ticket volume that we sometimes find in the system. Um, we do not want this effort to detour folks from using eight one one, right? right, right. There's still quite a bit of folks across the country that we're trying to educate on using the system and understanding that it's free and it's the law. But then there's another group of folks that maybe are heavy users. And those heavy users sometimes may not understand the impact they have on the rest of the stakeholders in mm-hmm. that eight one one process. So, as we navigate that conversation, we were careful to balance it that says, hey, absolutely, keep using 811. Everyone is welcome. But the conversation in that video is really around what you can do when you request an 811 ticket to ensure the best possible outcome. And um, so, this piece of the campaign does talk to our excavators. And it lets them know that when you request a ticket, make sure that if you only need the west side of the road, you're not saying mark both sides of the road entire property, right? Mm -hmm. If there's an opportunity to whiteline where your path of install is, please whiteline. And then it talks about the importance of having accurate contact information on the ticket. Um, When you need to call in remarks, and when it's time to really stop refreshing and recalling that ticket, make sure that it's pulled out of queue um, really, that conversation leads to um, removing the waste, like you mentioned, and streamlining that so we're not abusing our locate resources. Right. A lot of our members, whether they locate on their own or they have a third party locator, we all know that resources are limited. So, if we're not taking advantage of those locate hours, it allows the resources to be where they're really needed. And not marking those jobs that um they're really not needed on right now
0: exactly um i have conversations with excavators all the time like they talk about you know that less than five percent time when a locator is late right because because <laughs> mathematically if i'm seeing second notices or subsequent notices less than five percent of the time that means 95 percent of the time our locators are getting there on time And then I go. So let's talk about that five percent that we're all angry about because it's always the it's not it's not the ninety five percent that they're getting right. It's the five percent of the time they're a little late. So let's talk about like why, what happens, what causes this five percent to happen. And then we talk about the amount of tickets that are out there. Oklahoma last year had our record year. Um, I think you may know this, but we had one point one million tickets last year. We're pretty proud of that. First time over a million. So that means that an average of six companies are notified per locate request in Oklahoma. So that means six million locates had to be processed. Six million. And we all know about the pandemic, our labor shortages and all these other stuff. So out of that six million, only 5% were resulted in a second notice or resulted in a subsequent, Hey, you're late notice. So that means overall it's okay. But what if, we got rid of the noise. What if we got rid of the update that isn't necessary? What if we got rid of the call that was nothing more than an, uh, really a design call um, where you're not digging for a year? <laughs> like, let's let's talk about what we're doing to help out those locators um, and then improve on top of that. And so our big mission here in Oklahoma, and a phrase that we're using over and over and over is I want to be known more than just a notification center. I want to be a communication hub and communication is the key to all the law. I can, I can bore people with the legalese of the Oklahoma underground facilities Damage Prevention Act over and over (laughs) and over. Um, But if I just say, Hey, you're contacting, an good. is contacting us to communicate with a member company and that member company is then communicating back to that escalator where the lines are. Uh, We're a communication hub. And if we can improve that communication then everything will be better and to remove waste is not calling people when you don't have anything to say right Um, so i'm helping in that way as best as i can anyway so i'm excited about your video i said all that to say i'm excited about the video it's it matches up exactly with what our communication has been um to change the narrative instead of it's a notification they didn't find their work order well did you communicate was necessary are they communicating back to you let's go forward and, and the cool thing about these this video that you did is you're also looking to do one that are tailored towards a member company or that locating company or others within the um, process as well
1: yeah and you know it's important to understand there's a lot of stakeholders in the entire process and they've all got responsibility so just like you mentioned um Oki may be really good right? and you're hitting that 95% mark in Oklahoma. Um, Not all states are at that level, right? So we understand that um, across the country, there are some locators, um, maybe a small municipality, all the way up to the largest utilities in the country, um, that have a problem right now meeting the demand. So as they navigate that demand, um, communication becomes vital. Mm -hmm. And as you were talking about that, um, it reminded me of that next video that's coming out. So I mentioned it's a campaign, right? Um, The first conversation is with the excavators. The next conversation is in a final draft now, we're excited to share it, work through that with the task team and get a final product out here that starts the conversation with the utility Mm -hmm. and the responsibility to mark on time and accurately. So the things that the member can do for their part of that 811 process. I think you're gonna see this video talks a lot about um, having accurate maps and records when possible. Making sure that if there is a delay in marking that that's coordinated with the excavator so we're still able to meet their needs.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: We know that these excavators, um, the most valuable thing to them right now is time. Time is money in that space. So as a utility and a member of 811, we've got to hold up our end of the deal and take care of those excavators. If there's a shift in schedule, um, make sure that we're meeting both the needs and keeping everybody progressing when possible. So that next part of the conversation really does talk about the responsibility of the member and what we can do. And MG, you mentioned there too, that the 811 centers across the country really see themselves as a communication hub, right? you guys do so much more than just take the phone calls and send the tickets Um, having accurate contact information with the state one call center is Mm -hmm. very important so that's also going to be part of that conversation in that um, make sure the one call center knows who to call at the member whenever there is something that needs to be worked out in the field right Mm -hmm. it's great to have a billing contact But what about when there's um, an issue in the field and this excavator really needs to talk to somebody about the paint and flags on the ground? Mm. Let's have really good contacts so that those conversations can just foster better damage prevention.
0: Yeah, in my uh, progression here at OKA1, I worked in our member services for a couple of years. And member services uh, is exactly what it sounds like. It's a department where we make sure is up to date, whether it's mapping, whether it's contacts, whether it's uh, where the tickets are transmitted to, things of that nature. And uh, every year we do a campaign trying to get people to update their information, make sure everything's up and up. And um, we um, improve that process. So we got to about where 80% of our member companies were updating every year with us. And we have like 1300 members. So it's a lot, right? So 80% good, but what's up with this 20%? So I went on this um, campaign. I went rogue. I just started calling people, calling people, calling people, trying to figure (laughs) out why they weren't responding to our emails and our requests. And uh, I got hold of a rural water system and this rural water system, I don't remember which one. So um, listeners, if you're part of this rural water system, don't get mad at me. Um, Right. But uh, I get a hold of this rural water system and I ask for this name and they're like, who is this? And I'm like, this is OK with one. And they're like, what's OK with one? I'm like, this is not a good conversation. We're off to a terrible start. If you don't know who I am, <laughs> 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 not me personally, but my company, we're off to a bad right. start. And so I was like, well, we're the call before you dig company. People call. <laughs> they're going to dig around your water. <laughs> and they're like, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, I've heard of that. It's like, yeah, so we send the tickets to this email address. Oh, really? And I was like, yeah, is that this guy's name email? And they go, yeah. I go, like, cool. Can I talk to him? No. I was like, why not? He's like, he's been dead for like two years. Oh,
2: so we've been,
0: yes. So <laughs> these, this is just real life, right? So the real Water System is back up and running. They're receiving their tickets. Everything's good. Um, I, I, we all miss that guy. But at least there's rural water systems back on the up and up. They're receiving the locate requests. But that goes along with what you're saying. We have to not only set you up when you come in and we're like, cool. Hope that person's there forever and we're going to email them forever. Things happen. So we need that communication with our member companies as well. Um, Wow, that was a flashback.
1: Yeah. Well, you mentioned flashback. Um, I think in one of your previous podcasts, you had shared with us um, your career path, right? So you started out on the phones um, there at Oki and um, kind of joined the organization, not knowing a lot about the industry, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I had a very similar um, start in the industry. Um, I joined the utility business via the unemployment office, right? Okay. So I was working for a job, early 20s, and I'm like, hey, I got to go to work somewhere else than where I'm at. So I got this interview for the local gas company working on the phones, And I talked to a lot of people that um, were moving in and out of a residence. They couldn't pay their bill or they were calling in to make a payment. So I spent a lot of time on our phones at the call center, talking directly to our customers. And um, shortly after that, a few years go by and um, I get an opportunity to have this um, public awareness role. And that was with the rollout of RP 1162 mm-hmm. and this federal regulation that says, hey, as a, util- a gas utility, you have a responsibility to educate these four stakeholders on these key messages. And um, I remember reading that job description and then going out and learning, what is this RP 1162 thing that you know this job's all about?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It didn't take me long um, exploring that role to just really think that would be awesome, right? So I am in no way qualified to be a firefighter. I'm not gonna be a policeman carrying a gun. That's not my speed. But man, if I can save the world and impact lives with this job, and that's how I read into that. And I'm like, man, there's so much um, opportunity. Mm -hmm. And uh, so my career, I've been blessed with these opportunities just given to me to be able to make a difference, right? Mm -hmm. And there's so many campaigns. I've not had one as cool as canning up some of our custom beer, but um, the things that we have been able to do, I really feel like makes a difference in the industry.
0: Yeah, definitely. I've seen some things that Centerpoint has done while you were here in Oklahoma. Also, even just through LinkedIn and stuff like that, where I know you make a concerted effort every National Safe Digging Month, every 8-1-1 Day, um, Locator Awareness Week. We do all kinds of stuff, and I, I see what you do. Uh, I like—I I said at the beginning of this podcast, I'm, and you know this, so this isn't a surprise to you. There's a reason you're a Hall of Famer. You're—you're you're definitely someone that I look up to um, and within the industry. It, uh, it gives me some direction sometimes, um, but I do get to do fun stuff like make-up. making. Yeah. Um, so, uh, it I think what is in common with you and I is, yeah, we may not have shown up at the industry's door just ready to go and be like, you know what? I love talking about digging. I love talking yeah. about uh, pipelines. You know, maybe that's not where we walked in the door for, but once we dig it in the door, all of a sudden there's this passion that uh, develops. And, and we realize, just like you said, hey, I may not be a firefighter ready to run into a burning building, but I can be this voice that helps people not to get into bad situations in the first place. So that's what my goal is.
1: I love it. I love it. Um, you know, one of the things when we think about the progression of damage prevention and our whole public awareness efforts, um, you know, gosh, we've been doing this for a long time. Yeah. And um, we feel like you kind of get that tired message about telling people to call before you dig. And it's like there's still an awareness effort needed out there. We have stakeholders and adults entering the workforce every year that Mm. are not familiar with buried utility safety, right? But then we also have this more mature campaign to educate those folks that have already heard from us Mm -hmm. and they use the system. Um, One of the efforts we're doing here at Centerpoint and really with our partners and associations across the country is to work on Kind of a 201 campaign how do we balance awareness and education both
2: mm-hmm.
1: so we do not want to leave behind our awareness campaigns that have been successful that kind of has its place and will always exist and be needed but now we see that a lot of our excavators are getting um the risk is coming when they're hand digging right so we've got them to call we've got them to respect the tolerance zone now they're using shovels and tools and they're hitting us with a shovel so if we are creating education topics around the value of using a spotter and what is the value, um, how can you safely hand dig? What does it mean to start on the outside of the tolerant zone and kind of crumb your way in right. um, to the paint flags? Not putting the shovel parallel. What's the best way to cut out a concrete square, right? So all of those additional topics that we're starting to create conversations around and really training materials Mm -hmm. that help the excavator be successful beyond just making the call and getting paint and flags on the ground.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: So um, I know you guys have some effort in that space as well. Some of your trainings go beyond making the call. And I think that's important and where I think the industry as a whole, we're going to see a lot more um, progression. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. We learned, well, as I came into this role, um if you if you're not aware um i don't own a shovel i've never been a professional (laughs) excavator if digging needs to take place on my property somebody else is doing the digging um this is what it is but i've learned a lot um um through my role i've learned a lot from excavators that i'm training they go hey yeah this happened and then this happened and now this needs to happen right and i'm learning all this stuff that 10 years ago had no clue um and now i'm getting there um but I love what you're doing with the 201, because in the last three years, since I've been in this role, I I went and I did the five steps of safe digging. And I went with, Hey, you need a call. And this is what information we need on a locate request. And that was a year one. It was like, I was teaching myself in front of people, right? Year one in the role. I'm like, here's the stuff we all need to know. (laughs) Let's start with me learning it. And so year one was kind of like the big stuff right year two it was like okay now i know this let's talk about tolerance zone a little bit more let's talk about what hand yep. digging and soft digging is and then now we're to the point where i partner with uh safety trainers who know their excavation and trenching safety who know sloping and shoring and um benching and all that good stuff and um how to use um proper um tools and equipment for that. I also have people I work with that will do safety messages on um, H2S or proper PPE or fall protection and all this other stuff. So I've learned that, hey, I can get you all the way to the time that your shovel's gonna be used, but then I can partner with the next person who can take you through the end zone, if you will. And now you're on site, now you're at your project This is how you stay safe there. And so those partnerships that have opened up in the last year, year and a half, that has been the 201. It's not me necessarily knowing it, but finding that partnership and being able to have a day of trading that gets people from not only using able one but also hopefully staying safe and coming back to work the next day.
1: Yeah, I tell you what, those subject matter experts in our industry um, are available and they're eager to share. Mm -hmm. So I definitely lean on a lot of different folks when it comes time to um, talk about a new skill or to educate somebody on something that maybe just isn't going right. There are so many subject matter experts out there that we can tap into. And that's one great thing about our industry is everybody's willing to share and help each other, Mm -hmm. um, whether it's at the one call center level, the utilities, and now even our excavators we see those walls are not up anymore, right? Everybody's yeah. willing to say, hey, here was a best practice I had. Here's how I overcome this obstacle. Um, you run into a utility line that's, you know, kind of entangled in a root bed. You've got tree roots all over this line. What are you gonna do? Like, what is the best way to tackle some of these obstacles you come across in the field? Mm-hmm. And the thing is, is someone else out there has figured it out. Yeah. And as we communicate either through your one-call center, your local damage prevention councils, or some training meeting that you might have. Um, those kinds of conversations really help advance mm-hmm. all of us in safe digging. So I appreciate those um, kind of working relationships and finding those expert partners. It's valuable.
0: Exactly. Uh, so in Oklahoma, we just started a, a thing. I'm going to call it a thing. It's called, yeah, a thing. <laughs> Um, my f- uh, friends at OPAL, Oklahoma Pipeline Awareness Liaisons, uh, Absolutely. Th- uh, they partnered with me and, um, they wanted to, um, reach, um, the excavation community, um, not in a traditional DPC, a damage prevention council, like other states have, mm-hmm. um, but a new way of having an open forum and discussion. And so, uh, we partnered up and we've created a thing called excavation community meetings. And so once a month, uh, we will uh, let people come in, usually a Teams meeting, jump in, talk about improving the A11 process. Not to the point like an operating committee would do, like trying to figure out um, stuff. We say, this is what the parameters of A11 are. Here's how much notification is necessary. This is how mandatory positive response works. This is um, the, the process as a whole where are your hangups? And then like, for instance, on our first meeting, when there was a company who was talking about uh, not not getting, uh, if there is a late locate, being on site having to call on a second notice and then waiting again. And I get that. Well, another excavator company that was in there was like, we don't mobilize until we see positive response from everybody. So we don't even go to a site unless positive response has been received by everybody. And if positive response hasn't been received, we do second notice from the office. We're not mobilizing, we're, we're mobilizing somewhere else. And gotcha. so obviously, these are two different sides of excavation companies. There's, you know, Jim and Bob trying to do a couple of fence jobs, and then there's this big, yep. huge construction company. But just hearing different ways to tackle those problems is exactly what you're talking about. Those partnerships, when you get to sit around and go, yeah, this is my parameters. I gave three day, three business days notice, um, but I'm not ready to go yet because I haven't gotten it. Well, don't go. Just put in that second notice. That's that's going to improve the communication, which is what we're all about um, going forward. So that's something that's new. Um, so listeners, um, if you have not been invited uh, to the excavation or yeah, excavator excavation community meetings. Um, um, let me know, shoot me an email, education at ok11.org, and we'll throw you on the list. Uh, we definitely want your, your voice to be heard so we can um, help people use the Able 1 process even better than our, our state. So,
1: Gee, I, I like that a lot. Those excavator community meetings, um, the thing that you've started there, right, really just provides a platform for everybody to know, at least on some frequency, there is a place they can go, be heard, maybe get, solutions and collaboration with their damage prevention partners. Um, You know, something else that comes out of those, every time I get um, some damage prevention folks in a room, I always talk about like, what's next? Like, what is our ultimate goal? What's coming up? And um, I don't know about you, but I always think about like, what is the, what's the Amazon of 811, right? (laughs) Right. Damage prevention that completely turns us on our side and makes it very cool. Um, will we ever get away from paint and flags on the ground? Will we get to a point where we're exchanging maps and records or using some really cool VR technology, right, where you're putting on goggles and seeing what's under the ground? Or um, will backhoe buckets have sensors that tell them when they're getting close to locate uh, tracer wire? Um, All of those things I kind of wonder about, like, what is next? What's going to be out there? Um,
0: Anything you have in mind? I'm almost mad at you right now all the other (laughs) stuff i've heard of okay so i'm a dork i mean i admit it and i've talked about you know eventual no need for paint and slides i've talked about vr i've talked about yeah uh like anyway i've talked about all sharing maps all this good stuff never thought about bucket sensors how cool would that be or like or what about just uh self-digging machines like no operator like the tesla of excavators there's not even a person yeah. in there that would be that's yep. probably like a thousand years from now but <laughs> that would be so cool yeah but yeah um there's
1: a lot of stuff out there that um you know we do really well and we improve and we try to get better at it but we've got to determine in the industry um how to maintain safe digging right how to maintain respecting of everything that's buried underground but also um, a new way that is not so resource heavy. Right. Every time the locate world gets you know, um, an influx um, of activity, whether it's a bunch of federal funding for fiber work, or maybe we're gonna get federal funding that allows everybody to update their water and sewer systems. What is next, right? Some major highway stuff. All of that ultimately impacts the utility bill. Mm-hmm. And if we think about this, from grandma's gas bill and the aspect of what can I do better, leaner, quicker, safer that will also reduce the cost of our business. I'm ultimately reducing the cost of grandma's gas bill
2: right. or
1: her electric utility bill. So um, I kind of look at it through that lens, um, you know, and making sure that all of our members get an opportunity to streamline the service while we still maintain that safe and accurate kind of locate model.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, and we've seen that um, over the last couple of years. A lot of technology has improved. I mean, Google Maps isn't Google Maps from 10 years ago. I don't even know if Google Maps was around 10 years ago. Probably, I don't know. Um, But like technology has gotten to a point where now our members mapping, uh, we're we're seeing more relevant locate requests than ever before. I mean, they used to get, locates that were, with, were within half a mile. Now they're getting locates that are within 500 feet or less depending on how confident they are on their mapping. Um, so that's there as well. And then on our end, our our mapping has improved and improved and improved, which makes it um, better for relevant locate requests. So uh, I think that helps when it comes to uh, the demand. Hey, let's, let's send you out where hopefully around 70% of your tickets, you actually have to go there. Yeah. It's not 30, or it's only 30% are all clear and no conflict. If we can get you there most of the time when you need to be there, then then the process is working. Um, but we never want to risk, you need to be there and you missed it. So uh, there's a fine line that we always want to work with when it comes to that uh, the, uh, buffer, if you will. But it's yeah, something absolutely. that, yeah, the technology is improving that much on just the mapping and our confidence in mapping. Um, I think the next things are going to be the the digital white lining. Um, what that looks like necessarily. Is it going to be mapping only or uh, that's going to be available on the ticket? Or is it going to be something that you download on your phone? And now, you know, like, how does that work as it's, I'm curious how that's going to be. And then of course the opportunity for people to share maps. Yeah. You're, you're over in that right away. Here's where my stuff is. Here's all the GPS points for the the run you can go. market yourself. i um, just curious how that will look like in the future.
1: You know, those conversations are very active and we started out today talking about the common ground Alliance. And I would encourage your listeners if they have not visited commongroundalliance.com and just being able to see what resources are out there. Please do. Um, there's a lot of folks with a lot of great ideas that can plug into these conversations and help us kind of achieve that next level um the cga is a great platform some of your state associations have that Um, really because you have listeners that are here we already know that they have a passion or an interest in damage prevention so i would just encourage them to continue to get plugged in right think beyond state borders how can you help the industry and if you have an idea show up somewhere that your idea can be heard
0: Exactly. Um,
1: There's a lot of us folks out here that are um, eager to work on a collaborative effort. And um, so I would just encourage everybody to continue to share your ideas. Think about what is next and um, sometimes just sharing the obstacle, right? Telling us what is really the pain point? Where are things failing? And then we work towards solutions that not only help there, but they can really help across the entire country.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's what I really liked about this role and being a part of CGA and other national organizations is seeing, hey, you know what? This one thing that Colorado did in their law um, helped improve something, and Oklahoma hadn't even thought of it. So let's do that. Or I'll see something really cool, like someone made a beer, and then I'll be like, I'm going to do that too. Um, it just depends. It's all over the board, all over the place. Um, it's.
1: So, the fun stuff that sometimes, sorry about that, is um, our marketing efforts, right? Yeah. So, we get to see, and that's the fun thing is like um, for 811 Day, we just coming off of that national holiday for your listeners, the timing right now, we're just kind of rolling off of that. But, um, Center Point Energy really allows us to show up for 811 Day. And across five different states, we hired a dozen Kona ice trucks. And nice. we're out in the community sharing um, how to dig into your snow cone, right? Nice. Um, and um, doing a lot of stuff like that. What we're doing with that effort is trying to reach folks when they're an active digger. So we're showing up at the Home Depots, the hardware stores, the nurseries, and places like that where we're going to leave a memorable impression. Mm-hmm. And. When they think about that Kona Ice truck or they go back to that Home Depot, they're going to think about, oh, yeah, I remember that time Center Point was here and I was supposed to call 811, right? So that message resonates a little different when there's a conversation with it. Um, that's something creative we just wrapped up. The um, second year that we've done that, we really enjoy it, um, as well as a lot of social media um, posts that we were able to gain this year. We just uh, sent some 811 cookies or personally delivered those to community leaders, whether yeah. it's the media, the fire department and some other folks. Um, I think one of my biggest successes last week on 811 Day was getting the Houston fire department made a post about 811 and safe digging. Nice. They have 99,000 followers, right?
0: Yeah. So
1: if you think about that and we do create partners in the industry, having someone like a trusted fire department that already has um, that relationship and the followers to share that message. I mean, that's just something more than any of our budgets could buy, right? Right, exactly. Um, when that message comes from a fire department. right? So, uh, several of those across the country in six states, and they just really add up to moving that needle on awareness and the importance of our entire mission here, right?
0: Yeah, and it's really cool to see that because back in April, um, so, Centerpoint, um, who um, no longer is in Oklahoma, uh, The company that replaced them is called Summit Utilities and and down in the area of Lawton. And so I went down to Lawton in April and hung out with Tim Teal, who is part of Summit. And uh, we went to the mayor and hung out and he declared National Safe Digging Month for the city of Lawton. And we, uh, okay, when we sent out cookies to 70 uh, mayors or uh, town leaders. Uh, so we did that in April, and then my personal favorite, because it was, I stole it from another uh, A11 Center, is I went and got a whole bunch of dog swag. So I got some water bowls,
2: I heard about this.
0: Some uh, uh, bag um, fire hydrants, and what else? Like oh, and these rope toys. And I went to Oklahoma City's um, Animal uh, Welfare, went in there and took photos with all these dogs, and just said this dog is available for uh, adoption always call a one before you let your dog dig blah 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 like just silly stuff but um so we end up getting shared um because of these amazingly cute dogs and it's not the Houston fire department by any means but there's more people following an animal shelter than okay one it's just, just um so that was really cool so we we figured out some new ways to get in front of people Um, back in April. And then in August is when we do our beer. And so this was our second year of doing that. So we did that uh, pineapple Mexican lager this year. Uh, This podcast is going to be published in early October. So if you have not had our beer um, by then, um, guys, you need to go to your local liquor store, ask for it. It'll be delivered to you. Uh, If you have any questions, shoot me an email. Okay. But yeah, so that'll be okay. our second you've year we're doing that.
1: Important. Oh, sorry. I was going to say, you've got to get the important stuff in there. Let everybody know where they can get their okie, 811 beer at this year. Um, that is such a fun campaign that so many of us look up to. So great job on that.
0: Yeah. And I'll, I'll hold a tits pack for you, of course, Tracy. So we'll figure out what we can meet up. It's, it's good stuff. Uh, we did good this year. Uh, I, I got to try some of it last week, um, during a one one week and it was, it was really good. We want to ask you to subscribe to our podcast so that you can be the first to hear each new episode. If you are watching on YouTube, be sure to follow the channel for not only our podcast, but also educational videos on OKI 811 services. Follow us on social media to know of upcoming educational events, such as Safety Days or our expo, or to know the next time we may be hiring. Thank you for listening to Digging Deep, and OKI 811 podcast. After you subscribe, be sure to share. let's let's wrap this up i'm sure our listeners are ready to we could but our listeners are probably like man i need to go to work now um so let's let's let them go to work so uh tracy um again i i um totally um appreciate you being part of um our podcast you know that i look up to you a lot and i appreciate all your mentorship over the last couple years um look forward to working with CJA and you um, going forward with all kinds of campaigns um so with all that being said is there just one last word you want to share with our listeners before we get out of here
1: hey if i just say welcome to the damage prevention industry right um i've been doing this a lot of years And for your listeners, whether they're longtime listener in the industry or they're just joining this kind of effort of damage prevention, um, welcome. There's a lot of places to continue to get plugged in. You absolutely make a difference for your community, whether it's the keeping the workers safe or the actual community itself. Um, Damage prevention is extremely important. And um, thank you to everybody that's listening for what they do in our space, and don't be shy to speak up, get involved with your national associations, partners with your local utilities, or the one call center, and just really um, enjoyed our time today. MG, thanks for having me on.
0: No, I had a blast. Uh, this is I I I thought this might be one of our best podcasts so far. Um, you did not let me down. <laughs> you did not. So I appreciate you so much. Um, and again, listeners, I want to echo what Tracy said. Um, Thank you for everything you do to keep Oklahoma safe, whether it's protection of those underground facilities or keeping your workers safe so they can come back to work the next day. Uh, it, without that commitment to safety, Oklahoma 1 couldn't exist the way that we do and uh, we, we do everything we can to partner with you and help uh, keep the community safe in our state. If you have any opportunities for us to Uh, talk to your crews, talk to your uh, fellow workers or your community, reach out to me, education at okea11.org. 99% of the things that I can um, help you out with is gonna be 100% free. Um, So reach out to me, let me see if I can help facilitate um, any opportunity um, for A11 education or um, education of any safe excavation practices. So um, with that, thank you again, Tracy. been an awesome podcast and i look forward to seeing you soon and listeners uh be sure to like follow share uh tell all your friends about how our podcast is going and we will catch you next month thank you everybody
1: see you guys